Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. My name is Carissa Corona. I am excited to be back, guys. Um, I've been really sick for the last three weeks, and I didn't think I was going to recover. I genuinely thought I was dying of the plague. I even went to the doctors to make sure I didn't have coronavirus. <laughs> I was so scared. Aside from that, I'm so glad that I get to be back here and share with you guys some of the movies I got to watch. Um, well, I haven't really watched all the movies that have come out because, well, I've been sick. So the last two movies that I have watched are Birds of Prey. And now, uh, last night, I went and saw Fantasy Island with my family, well, my parents anyways. Uh, typically, I like going to movies with my parents as well because they tend to have the same taste in films as I do, so uh, it's a nice conversation afterwards. My parents are also old, so they watched the original Fantasy Island, and they were able to tell me like what things they kept and what things were different, so that was really cool. Uh, Fantasy Island is rated PG-13. It has uh, a few violent scenes, obviously cussing and whatnot, but it's not necessarily uh, too violent and you're not going to see anything too gory. Uh, the movie itself, the synopsis of this movie is an anatomic Mr. Rourke makes the secret dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island mystery in order to escape with their lives. Um, it was released on April 14th, so it was a Valentine's Day movie. Um, the director is Jeff uh, Wadlow. The director of this film is Jeff Wadlow. They had a budget of $7 million and it was produced by Jeff as well and Jason Blum. The production company is Blumhouse Production and Columbia Pictures. It's starring Lucy Hill, Maggie Q, Michael Pena, uh, Particia Double Day, and Jimmy O. Yang. They also had scenes from with Ryan Hansen and Michael Rooker that was actually kind of funny to see I really liked that they had Michael in there um just I haven't seen him in a film in a really long time so it was kind of interesting to see him in that um basically Lucy Hill plays a, a young girl who when in junior high was severely bullied by the character played by uh Portia Double Doubleday. Um, I've never seen that actress in a film before. At least I don't think. That's kind of sad. If I have seen her in a movie, she just wasn't rememberable to, to me. But um, she played a pretty good actress. She was an actor, good actress in this film. I, I would say out of all the characters in the film, the people who did the best acting would be the Portia... Double Day and Maggie Q. I, I definitely thought they made their storyline believable. Uh, Lucy Hale 
her character has a couple plot twists, which is which is pretty interesting, I guess you could say. Um, and the entire film itself was uh, based in one location, so it makes sense why the budget was only seven million. They still have to pay everybody, so pretty much no one made any mo- money during uh, this time except for the producers the producers did make their money back um, because the opening weekend for fantasy island came into number three it had 12 million so it made its debut with 12 million and so far i believe it has about 14 million in its box office Uh, it was kind of a big deal because it was also um, released around the same time that uh, the movie Sonic came out which a lot of people were planning on going to see and then there was an independent film that also came out I'm trying to find what the name of that film was, but um, I can't really see what, it was another independent film that also released, I think it was a love story, (laughs) I don't really know, I'm I'm trying to find it, Um, just because the photograph that's what it was called the photograph so the photograph sonic and fantasy island all came out at the same time so they're kind of just trying to see like who made the most money and whatnot so basically these producers made their money back but also a couple couple mil also call the wild was out last night and i actually ran into my into my cousin and she was going to see that film. So uh, I'm going to have to ask her what she thought about that and also watch it myself. Uh, my kids saw Sonic. I think they said they loved it. Uh, but I have not seen it. And I still have not been able to go see Downhill uh, or Parasites. So um, basically to come back to the topic of Fantasy Island... Would I say this is the greatest movie ever? No. Would I say that it matches up to any other horror film that's come out, either last year or this year? No. Um, (laughs) But I would say it's better than The Turning. So if you're going to see either movie, I would watch Fantasy Island. Uh, My mom mentioned that the film was based off of a show that would had been playing airing in either I believe it was the 90s I don't remember the show um I I was also was like a kid so I don't remember the show but uh basically there was the opening scene where the character yells the plane the plane and i guess that is something that was referenced from this actual film 
Oh, 78. So first episode was January 28th, 1978. Final episode was May 19th, 1984. So this is a really long standing show. That's really cool. Should probably look this show up. Anyways, so the synopsis of the TV show is basically the same. The secret dreams that people come to have end up becoming nightmares. And he is assisted by Tattoo, a little person who could be trusted to sing to sing out the play. So in the TV show itself, he has an assistant named Tattoo, who is the one that initially yells out that there is a plane. So in the movie, it starts out with a different character who sees the plane and she doesn't necessarily yell it out. She just kind of mentions, oh, look, the plane. And then she runs back and she tells the guy. Aside from the references, I don't really know what other ones are there. I would have to actually watch the show. If that's something you guys want me to do, I will find it and will watch it. But I feel like at this point, the show would probably be a lot more interesting than the actual movie. The film ran for 110 minutes. And I want to say like 20 minutes into the movie, I actually started to cough a lot. So I had to leave the theater and I was probably gone for another 20 minutes. So I didn't see about 25 to 30 minutes of the movie because I was coughing outside. When I came back, I was able to like know what was happening, which is pretty bad if you're watching a movie. If you haven't seen 30 minutes of the movie, you probably haven't seen most of the things you need to know. So usually when you haven't seen them and you come walking in, you're completely lost. You have no idea what's happening. But I was able to sit back down and know exactly what was happening and I almost felt like I hadn't even left. So I'm not really sure why it was 110 minutes, but um, basically I was able to know exactly what was happening at that moment. The next thing that's kind of interesting is I think that this is the type of movie that's for people who probably don't typically watch horror films. The critics from the audience rated this movie 47% positive, where the Rotten Tomatoes meter was 10%. I would lean more towards the Rotten Tomato. I don't think this is a movie you should waste your money on. It's definitely a red box movie. Um, there's better movies out there. Uh, the thing I can vouch for it is it's definitely more entertaining than watching The Turning, but I mean, overall, this is not something you have to like spend $10 on. I haven't personally watched Lucy Hale. I didn't watch Pretty Little Liars, so I don't really know much about her as an actress and, and what her styles are, type of storylines that she likes to play. 
uh, but I felt like she did a pretty good, she did an okay job on this film. I wouldn't say this is like the award-winning of all horror films, but I would say they did a decent job with putting this story together. This movie definitely piqued my interest in knowing more about the show, Fantasy Island. Um, it definitely had a twist and turn at one point. One of the characters I didn't expect to kind of rise the occasion did and kind of figured this all out while other characters kind of had to deal with more of what was going on inside of them. I think that they were hinting out a second one. I hope they don't actually follow through. I don't think this is a film I'd want to watch a sequel to. Uh, but I definitely do want to watch the show. I want to look up the show and see what the show is all about. So I am looking at Lucy Hale's Rotten Tomatoes page and it's saying her highest rate was a 91% for the unicorn. Trying to now see what the unicorn is because I did not watch that. Um, I don't know what that is. Oh, this movie right here. So this movie, The Unicorn, got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then audience scored a 67%. That one has, it's a comedy. So she, I think she's better at comedies. I'm not really sure. I haven't ever watched her. I don't watch her shows or anything. So, <clears throat> so far her lowest rating right now is Fantasy Island. And, um, she was also on American Juniors, something like American Idol. Not really sure what that was either, but, um, <clears throat> she did do Truth or Dare and she got a 16% on that one. So maybe horror films are just not her her niche because she was the leading actress in this film and I wouldn't say she did a leading actress type job. I would have assumed that the leading actress was Maggie Q because they did focus a lot on her storyline and kind of what she was dealing with I think basically the entire storyline revolved around her one choice in her life um, that kind of involved other people so yeah I I feel like I'm dragging on with this one it's really not worth talking too much about so I, I don't want to sit here and just chat away with you guys but I just personally would not say that that movie is a movie that you should go see. The next movie that I went and saw was actually uh, February 1st, I believe it came out. February 7th. Yeah, February 7th it came out. I went and saw Birds of Prey. I When I went and saw it, it was called Birds of Prey, but they changed the name to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Not really sure why. I'd have to look that up, but... It's getting a 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 78% and Met Metacritic gave it 
I feel like that 60% was a little harsh. I would definitely stick with the 78%. I would have given it a 7 out of 7. Um, the cast is starring um, Margot. Pull her up, Mar. She played in Suicide Squads as Harley Quinn, and I definitely like her as Harley Quinn. I feel like she plays that character very well. Um, and then they obviously brought in some other characters so that we could be introduced to the Birds of Prey. Uh, Black Canary, Huntress, and then their Renee Montoya, and then their um, villain was Black Mask, where she was played by Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> um, the Harley Quinn synopsis is that she breaks up with Joker and now she has a target on her back. She has wronged a lot of people while she was under the protection of Joker, so now everybody wants their revenge. Basically, the entire film, you're watching everybody just kind of chase after her. The trailer itself is kind of interesting because the scenes that they chose to create the trailer really is completely irrelevant to what's actually happening in the movie um i know there's like an opening scene for the trailer where she's kind of like having that moment of no type thing and i i thought when i watched the trailer had to do with like some bombing or something but it was not it was a sandwich she was crying over a sandwich uh this movie was written by a female and produced by Margot Robbie and it was directed by Kathy Yan. That's really cool that there was all females that were behind this film. Um, I definitely want to give those applauds to that. However, I wouldn't say that this is like one of those movies where you're like, I am woman, hear me roar. I definitely do not like those type of movies. I don't like the obvious, like, oh god, the woman is going to win, obvious. Um, but I felt like with this film, it was well played. They definitely made you feel for the characters and kind of you're trying to figure out what's going on in this world, basically. It is dark and moody. I feel like one of the things I'm noticing with... DC films is that a lot of people are trying to compare it to Marvel and it's usually because these aren't actual comic readers people and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that you can totally love action uh, superhero films without ever actually reading a comic that is totally fine because sometimes their storylines are completely separate from what is actually going on in the comic. I think that's why The Walking Dead was so popular is because it is polar opposite of basically what the comics would say. People died at different storylines and, you know, like they, they created their own. That's what the purpose of creating a film or a television series is about. It's not supposed to be completely exactly like. I think... As an author myself and as a, re a lover of literature, I do like to see movies that are turned into films or books that are turned into films or TV shows because I want to see what their take is. I want to see what that screenwriter does, how they change it, um, what they felt was important and what they felt wasn't important. So with all that being said, you do not have to be a person who reads comics to enjoy superhero films. 
but you do have to understand the difference between each comic world. Marvel comics are vastly different from DC comics. DC comics are naturally very dark. If you've ever picked up a comic from DC, they are very, very dark. I don't think they were intended for children when they were first written, but somehow it got picked up by kids. It's a very dark, very moody type of comic, and I feel like over the years we've been overshadowed by what the happy-go-lucky type comic Marvel is. Marvel is the hero who wants to save the world and he's happy about it and he just is the good guy. Where DC is the bad guy who thinks he's the good guy, but he's actually the good guy, but everybody thinks he's a bad guy. You know, that's what DC is about. And so when you are approaching these DC films, they are going to have a different element to it. If you ever, when you watch The Joker, The Joker was very, very intense, very dark because you're going into the mind of a psycho killer. You know, he is a psycho killer. So yes, it's going to be very dark and very full of mental health. You don't just do that when in a healthy mindset. Now, same thing goes with Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn is a dark character. She is a woman who was a doctor and she fell in love with her patient. You are going to get a dark sense from this film. I felt like everything about this film was beautiful. They did the set design, costume design, how the characters were portraying, how the actors were portraying these characters, everything meshed really well nothing seemed forced I really appreciated that could it have been better yes it could have been better there are other ways this film could have been written better or acted better of course but overall I thought that it was a very good movie comparative to what Suicide Squad was this film was really good Uh, I think they're learning from their mistakes they're learning what is good and what is not good now and you know they're gonna kind of come on their own pretty soon and kind of do their thing (sighs) i'm not so much excited about joker right now but i are not joker i'm not excited about the the new batman that's going to be coming out in the next year or so but i i will still watch it i am hopeful for DC and then producing their films. I think it's their time. Marvel wowed us and then completely just disappointed us all at the same time. So I'm really excited for what's next with DC. Uh, The film itself, Birds of Prey, it cost about, let me see. The budget was 82 to 100 million, um, which is extensive because they literally only had like two sets. So I don't really know why it was costing so much, probably because of all the big names that they had. But overall, the book box office, they have made 155.7 million back, which is pretty cool for them. They at least got 55 million back. Margot. Robbie has her money back so that's pretty cool um 
I hope that Birds of Prey continues to uh, spill their storyline and people begin to love them. The Huntress is a really cool character. If you guys ever look her up and kind of figure out who she is, you'll probably really like her. Um, So, yeah, that's Birds of Prey. I would give it a 7 out of 10. I would say it is worth a red box or not red box. It's worth a $5 Tuesday. Go see it on a $5 Tuesday. Is it worth the whole $10? No, it is not. But if you see it on a $5 Tuesday, you're going to really enjoy it. Um, Fantasy Island, no $5 Tuesday, no $10 ticket. I would wait till it comes to red box. This is my review. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys like what I post, please subscribe. You can also share this with all of your friends. I am not a professional critic. I am a regular schmiggler girl. I work as a librarian. I have my other podcast and I'm a writer. I definitely love films and I love watching them. When I got really tired of people kind of making up these big grand gestures for new films and then we go and watch them and they are boring so i wanted to create a podcast where i could share with you guys my thoughts should a regular person enjoy this film just because it says oscar on it doesn't mean that it's great because my favorite film of all time is the gladiator and it never won any type of award so with that being said i hope you guys enjoy this podcast make sure you subscribe push the bell for notifications because I don't post on a regular basis. I post as I see them. And good night. Goodbye. Have a good day. Au revoir.